0: up hobby friends and welcome back to paint bravely the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement discover new ways to make your hobby more fun and most importantly learn to paint bravely all right we are at episode 101 past the big 100 which means we're coming up on four years so another milestone almost ready to go i know it's already like we're gonna celebrate something yet again i don't know why but i just thought i'd mention that um it's freezing cold where i am so we're going to we're gonna get down to some hobby stuff. I think we both got some interesting things to talk about, which maybe doesn't always... I don't know. It's fine. We'll get there. It's hobby stuff. Brent, what have you been doing the last few weeks, hobby-wise?
1: Well, I've been priming with my new favorite color primer, new Terracotta. Mm. Now, previously on Paint Bravely, the podcast, I've talked about how I like a red-brown color as a primer, you know, a mm-hmm. Terracotta. Mm-hmm. But I've recently found this color called new terracotta, which is just a lighter shade of red brown, lighter shade just of terracotta, slightly
0: more refreshed version of terracotta, or like some kind of red.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It's better. Hmm. It's a step in the right direction. I can make a solid argument that this is the best color to prime the vast majority of minis with. Yeah, yeah. You you gonna paint some some Caucasians? Boom! This is this is your your tans, Caucasian flesh right here. You gonna paint some gold? This is a fine undercoat. You going mm-hmm, you gonna mm-hmm. paint some some leather, some fur, and anything else that's brown. You know, it's a fine undercoat for for red, for orange, for yellow. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got that warmth. You know, so many new new painters are taught to to prime with black. Well, That's you, true. well, you're going to have to, you, no matter what paint you're putting over that, you need at least two, maybe three layers, sometimes more.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Black black is unforgiving sometimes as a primer.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Now, you got other folks saying, no, 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 prime the complete opposite of that advice. That advice is so bad, we're going to go in the entirely opposite direction, prime with white. And yeah, you know, you get brighter colors when you're layering over white but you forget to paint a little, a little nook there in the armpit. You, you forget to, to paint a little bit in between the uh, the hilt of the sword and, and the, the kidney. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a, a bright dot of white just flashing at you, narking on you, just just yeah. telling the world that you didn't even bother to paint there. <laughs> and so, you know, at least black doesn't have that problem. Those white spots, they show every little spot you forget to paint shows. If anything yeah. chips off, that shows.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Not a problem with new terracotta. New terracotta, <laughs> you forget a spot. You're like, oh, there's a it's little a bit of flesh or leather. Or, there's a little <laughs> yeah. booger in there or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's my case. New terracotta. I, I, I looked this up. It can be called new terracotta it can be called baked terracotta deep mm-hmm. coral or my favorite zesty coral so it it is kind of uh in between what you might call a coral and terracotta so just right. somewhere in the middle mm, right here now the particular bottle i'm holding for for mm-hmm. those of you who are not watching us on on youtube uh, paint bravely the podcast this is a bottle from Bear. And I actually don't recommend this because it's a little bit hydrophobic <laughs> and like I was getting a, yeah, just a yeah. little bit of beating. like the, the actual finish of the coat was, was not perfect, but. Mm. Is but, it like flat or like satin? It, it is listed as flat and it's pretty flat, really? but like, it's just a little bit hydrophobic and uh, huh. I was kind of using it as some test models for the new Fanatic paint. And so it's like, all right, let's test out this fanatic paint. And that's like beating like, well, <laughs>
0: just not, not even going down. Yeah.
1: Like, to be clear, this is because I just grabbed uh, a $7 bottle of primer at Home Depot, but uh, the color was spot on like that. I did good <laughs> on that.
0: I imagine like army painter of Leo makes a good terracotta colored primer that works and is inexpensive or even rustoleum. I bet it's not inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's maybe fair. Yeah, what is the is it is it called hobby paint is is that Vallejo's primer?
1: Are you talking about like a spray can of primer? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah,
0: and it's called hobby paint or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. I've, I've, I've seen never seen a, some a, a rattle can. Of,
1: I have never seen a rattle can of Vallejo. I I would believe that they exist, but I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I could be completely wrong. It could be not Vallejo at all, but I was under the impression it was. Um, either way. Okay. Like, that's fairly inexpensive. Like, specific, flat, matte, whatever color you want.
1: I think the Army primer. Painter spray cans are, like, 20 bucks, which means that the Games They're Workshop ones are, like, 25 yeah. bucks. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why yeah. I will stick... To the aisles of of Home Depot, Lowe's, or mm-hmm. Walmart, and um, yeah, we'll f- we'll find one that works. Don't you worry?
0: Yeah, I mean, eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think you kind of find the right brand in your area, one that you can get. You know, I I like the um, it's like the two in one stuff that co- sticks to anything, you know, plastic, metal, bonds to but yeah. Whatever. This is
1: this is two in one paint and primer adheres yeah. to wood, metal, plastic, and more, but it doesn't yeah. tell you yeah. how well acrylic paint's going to layer on top. That's what they don't That's say. That's fair. doesn't say yeah. adheres to uh, wet, <laughs> liquid acrylic paint. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I like this color. Just another shout out for for anyone out there using red browns, browns, tans, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. up to a light beige for for primer colors. All good. All good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah, I'm still st- I still stick with the old uh, black primer and then a white Zenithal with ink through the airbrush because then you get the darks and the you know in the cracks and you get the lights with the white. Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's a great way of doing things, but I, uh, you know, sometimes I like to take it back to just something I got at the, uh, you know, in the aisle of Home Depot for primer just to mm-hmm. remember my roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cold in my basement with my airbrush, so I might as well just go outside. That's true. I mean, at a certain
0: point, yeah, it's kind of like just rattle can outside. I mean, it's it's like it's been super cold here, and I have some primer left in cans, and I'm just like, well, I have all these models to, to prime up, so I'm just going to step out of my warm working area, prime, and then run back inside and let them sit, and that... That's just fine. It works. Uh, Yeah. I even have like a heater. It's just got air going. So I I set them on a cardboard box and they just kind of start to dry quicker that way. And that seems to work really well. Um, It's kind of like letting them sit out in the sun, which I do prefer because the sun will bake on some black primer like real fast. Uh, A couple summers ago, man, it was like I've never had as good a priming as I had that one summer Yeah, but I was I was going through cans, just so many models, and priming and priming, um, and it's like they were dry even to the touch. Like I could paint over it, like holding it, it wasn't getting tacky or anything. It was like fifteen minutes, man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since I've seen that though. We'll get back to
1: that. It was a good summer.
0: Yeah, a couple years ago. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Things were different. <laughs> So man
1: so speaking of my my cold basement uh mm-hmm. two box or Chitu systems sent me a heater for 3D printers. Oh and I think so, like a, a vat a, heater. I think it's I think it's like the tiniest little space heater you've ever seen that just <laughs> like snakes inside the the 3D printer box. It just sits there and like really warming up the the enclosure. I haven't actually used it yet, but yeah, you know, they they emailed me about it. Uh, oh, go give it a shot.
0: And it's actually like Chitu Box branded
1: yeah. little space
0: heater. That okay, that's interesting. I mean, I'm curious. Yeah, because I've seen like the bands that wrap around the the vat for the resin that heats that up. Um, but I haven't seen anything that's actually a space heater in the space. Okay, Brent's gone. He left to go take care of the cats. Um, I don't just leave a spicy comment about Brent leaving. Take care of the cats all the time. We need more cat content. Maybe maybe throw that in there. Yeah. So I've seen the space heat, not space heat. I've seen the vat heaters. Space heaters are definitely a uh, a new one for me. Um, I I assume it would work. That's that's how like the GK two one is. There's like a, a heater underneath the vat mm-hmm. and the screen. And it heats everything under there and the vat to whatever temperature, you know, you set it at and it kind of holds it there. And man, like that, I I assume it's that more than just the printer, because I can't imagine the printer itself is that different than any other 3D printer. But having the heater element has made 3D printing way more reliable for me, at least in this area. Um, And it's been pretty cold. So, yeah. Yeah
1: i've been doing some printing and in the winter it's always a roll of the dice whether things work or not and things have mostly (laughs) been working and so i haven't bothered to to set up that heater yet but uh hey we'll see how it goes there's a there's a seasonality to this hobby like things things go in cycles (laughs) it does
0: seem that way yeah um, I definitely get like certain feelings certain times a year where I'm just like, okay, it's really, you know, it's really hot outside. I want to prime. I wanna, I got to build everything. I got to prime everything. I want to have this like stockpile. Like I have this goal at some point to, I don't know, I'm I'm going to need help. I'm going to need at least like a couple of people who know how to build models in my space for like a week straight. And I want to build every single model that I own and I want to fill the the like cabinets that I have the, all the empty space with the, the unfinished models that will eventually then take that space up as they're painted. Um and I don't know when I'm gonna do that, but that that feels like a summer thing. Like it's time to get everything out. It's time to build it and prime it and have it ready to go. So eventually that's gonna happen.
1: But Yeah, let me know. Uh, I'll come yeah. over to your house and just <laughs> live there for a month. We can do that.
0: Seems fine, especially in the summer. I mean, there's not anything too terrible in here. Too terrible.
1: I mean, I like the idea of iguanas. Yeah, that that sounds good. <laughs> Scorpions, no. But anyway, no,
0: I haven't seen one of those in here yet. I think you're all right.
1: Anyway, what else you got? What else is going um, on? Um,
0: man, I'm I'm making this uh, probably a long time coming. It's, been, I mean, we've been doing this for like what, five years, something like that. Almost six years. I don't know. It's been a long time at this point. But I've never made a video strictly about like stripping and rescuing models and like what all that, that means and what that entails. I've never actually made anything like that. It's just kind of a, a given as you watch anything that I've made. It's like, well, I just bought them used and that's what happens. And, you know, occasionally some information on the search parameters that I use on on eBay and those kinds of things because people ask pretty often. Yeah. Um. So it's a good reference point. But I've never made a video strictly about just that thing. So I've decided that that what I'm gonna do next is just like a primer, like a one oh one on start to finish how to do that and like the tools you need and, and all that stuff. So um I got out my giant my giant pickle jar, you know, because you need a you need a giant pickle jar. Yeah. And I put sixty nine little little monopose Gretchen in there. Nice. That I got off eBay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This dude was selling a set of sixty-nine of them for twenty bucks. Nice. Which is one of the better deals I've ever gotten on eBay. I don't know why he was selling them for so cheap. I asked him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I just uh, I I bought them long time ago. Didn't care about them. They've been in a drawer for however since they came out, and I got them out, and I don't want them. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah." Um, he seemed pretty excited to get rid of him. he also that's a funny story actually and I think i may have mentioned this a while back but it's specifically with these models um he messaged me like two weeks later and he's like have you gotten that package yet and opened it at all because i just i usually get stuff and the like, kind of let it sit around and then eventually open it and like leave feedback and stuff I'm kind of bad at that actually <laughs> but i uh he, he's like i think my wife packed them up and left her wallet in the package like of models that i got and i felt bad because yeah, obviously it was like a few weeks out or whatever and I, I i did check and no she did not leave her wallet but i thought that was pretty funny it's one of the weirder like messages i've gotten on ebay
1: <laughs> i remember that that's pretty funny i mean yeah you know, hope they found it sounds like they i did. mean I, sounds I like know, they definitely did know. not but uh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just shipped it off somewhere with some models like I guess I uh, you got your models and your identity that's great yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so I got the I got the pickle jar out it's filled with Ellie's totally awesome bunch of minis uh, been working with Sonic Cleaner just doing all the things but that's mostly what I've been working on and that's been pretty good and uh, I mean I've got all this like content to pull from I don't actually need to shoot new footage but I've been using like this little light that I got for Christmas and putting it behind the glass and swirling the pickle jar around it's been it's been kind of neat so i've been pretty happy with that
1: artistic <laughs> yeah All exactly
0: right. trying to trying to be artistic you know <laughs> I'm trying to have have a bit more fun
1: right on right on yeah. okay yeah. okay well um hmm what else we got here ooh here's a fun one speaking of social media and and putting things out that the people will appreciate i had my best ever instagram post and i am dubiously proud of it but let me me tell you the story so this one creator called joe bennett animation posted a, Mm -hmm. a fun little video about iggy so iggy is a miniature person who is a character who lives on a model train board ooh so the, the the setting is a basement and there's a bald man with a ponytail who's like got his model trains going and he's got like a little mountain town and everything and in the little cottage on the mountain town there's this little guy called Iggy and so mm-hmm. it's a there's this one minute long Instagram video where I think his name's like Carl or Gary or something is talking to Iggy and and yeah. It's, like, one nerd who has the hobby very similar to ours, and and he's this, like, really shy little dude who only comes out of his cabin to get gems. It's it's a very (laughs) funny little video. Okay, yeah. Yeah, about about just, like, a weird nerd and, like, a socially awkward tiny person. And -hmm. I just leave a little little comment on Instagram, I understand both of these men. Yeah. And... (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, this this post from uh, Joe Bennett Animation ends up going mm-hmm. viral, and my comment was one of the top ones. And so, it, <laughs> my stupid little comment on this video got more likes and engagement than anything I have ever posted on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like of course it did. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to go check out uh, the video Iggy by mm-hmm. Joe Bennett, uh, Joe Bennett Animation. It's so oh, a very funny know. little video. You'll enjoy it. But uh, you can also see my crowning glory right yeah. on there. Yeah, was... <laughs> this is a
0: cheap it, had, you, I hope you screenshot it. Just keep it. Oh, we know, should do that. P- That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs>
1: That's great. Show that to uh, somebody's uh, grandkids someday. Yeah, they would be like, you had to use your hands. Uh. Oh, look what Uncle Goober did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh it's not good. Yeah, I have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen. Um, my kid now, like he's seven. He knows what YouTube is. He's all over YouTube. My whole YouTube account, like my eBay Miniature Rescue's YouTube account is just wrecked with like seven year old content. So it's almost completely Minecraft <laughs> related and like other you know, stuff like that. It's it's downhill. But he, he doesn't. It's like he he recognizes the fact that like I make content on YouTube and then simultaneously like thinks that every other person that makes content is like wow, look at these people <laughs> and then has nothing for me. It's so weird. Like <laughs> he just he could care less. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: halfway there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I have a feeling it's, it's, that's what it'll be like. Like, you know, think of, uh, grandchildren and be like, you were on YouTube, grandpa. And it's like, yeah, yeah." used to paint the minis on the YouTube. <laughs> like
1: back in oh, the day. Okay.
0: Yeah. We had wide screens. Like we didn't have that, the up and down print left again. He left again. Like we're in the middle of a, a thing. It's he's getting the cats. We need a camera, I'm telling you. Just let him know. Let him know we need a camera every time he gets up. That, that, you didn't hear me. Yeah. Them kids. Er... <laughs> All
1: right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move the of. topic of conversation away from uh, kids messing around with Minecraft YouTube videos, away from Instagram yeah. glory. Let's Something's get on to more serious uh, in my serious business. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Twitch, the streaming mm-hmm. platform, laid off 500 people. And there's been I yeah. mean there's been a lot of news about layoffs recently, and obviously that that sucks and like the corporate or- overlords suck, damn yeah. you like do a better job, fire yourselves, but <laughs> which they won't do. No, no, but it, it might sound dumb, but a but a part of me is optimistic that they fired the one <laughs> <Yeah>. idiotic middle <laughs> manager who's been preventing mm-hmm. miniature painting from getting a category on twitch so
0: somebody has to be preventing right? like actively going right. no we're not
1: doing that. right because the <laughs> the procedure for adding a category on twitch is like one dude with the access codes That's and crazy. the permissions and yeah. the uh who has access to the matrix
0: mm-hmm. is
1: given like a, a banner image and a title from one other person even if you made a
0: fake video game yeah. called miniature painting and then had it with the correct stuff and just put it out there
1: for example and
0: twitch's own algorithm picked that up and someone played that game it should theoretically make that category but they haven't allowed that or taken whatever there is down
1: I'm trying to imagine like how complicated it could possibly be. Like a like the opening scenes of war of war games where it's like Turn your key, sir, turn your key. Yeah. We're at Depth Card <laughs> five. Turn your key, sir. That's Yeah. In which case you both gotta turn the key and type in miniature painting as a category and maybe it gets like a little yeah. subtitle or something. I, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what's there, but is this not hard? <laughs> i can't imagine
0: it's that difficult but yeah you're right i i do hope that 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 person because it probably is just one yeah just one dude uh there's there's one dude
1: there saying like no don't turn the key no don't do it we're not we're not doing that yeah Yeah. well i mean yes okay so obviously heart goes out to the 500 people who lost their job i wish them all the best in the future. But twitch needed to make a change like things have not been going well at twitch and uh it does seem that way yeah uh, maybe a shake-up's a good thing like could it be worse i don't know like we'll find out i mean if anything what what
0: it's going to do is give the people who are left like more time to turn the ship around i mean i'm sure that was that's what true were thinking it's
1: got to give a more runway towards profitability yeah
0: yeah because if they're not doing well as a company then like keeping 500 people you know which is a lot of people to pay like a full salary sure like how many months does that last and how many years did they just gain for doing that i mean it's it sucks but it is what it is right like yeah uh yeah who knows i mean i don't i don't know if there's anything personally that would get me to want to invest more in t- to twitch like I'm not seeing anything because it, it's it feels more like everything has become this weird like streaming Patreon for people. It's like well I like the handful of people I'm not gonna like care what Twitch is doing per se, but I I don't know I don't know what the answer is for them to to turn that around
1: like yeah I don't, I don't know. So you as a creator. I don't think you need to get on Twitch if that's not what you feel like doing. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, but there are plenty of creators already on Twitch who could use Mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit more support in in helping connect with audience and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe if they uh, fire 500 people, they can go from you know, 16 ads per hour to 12 ads per hour. And that might make things more watchable and, and help the, who knows, who knows. That's fair. But,
0: Actually. Yeah. I could, I can imagine that being a big part of it anyways. Like yeah. not wanting to watch. I mean, like YouTube did the whole premium thing for ads, right? Like,
1: and do something like that. And that does exist for Twitch also. Yeah. That is, that so, is a yeah, thing. I had no idea. Yeah. Apparently. I had no idea. Apparently. <laughs> but, um, I don't know the the news of the layoffs happened a day or two ago and mm-hmm. I've got a, a couple of contacts at twitch that um let's let's see the, ne- the next time I'm writing some emails yeah. I might just send those two email accounts a message just to see if it gets like auto returned or not
0: yeah because that's probably what happened they yeah would, they would have just deleted the the actual email so that yeah. they can't like log back in from another computer or something yeah. Uh, so yeah, you you know pretty quick. Dear I
1: imagine. dear Iggy <laughs> at Twitch dot com, uh, <laughs> yeah. are you still there? I hope all is well. If you did get uh, laid off, I really hope you don't receive this message. Uh, but <laughs> sorry
0: for bringing that
1: up. sorry for bringing that up. I, said, that <laughs> up. I hope. Yeah, that's <laughs> the worst case scenario is that they got laid off and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. email still finds a way to get a push notification on their phone, so they're. They're lying on their couch, you know, three days after being laid off, like, yeah. depressed, stressed, unhappy, you know, not been sleeping well. They get a get a ping from Brent at Goobertown Hobbies that says, yeah. like, hey, you, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you still, embo- yeah, yeah. You still the response the will guy? Be, and Are this you, is <laughs> why
0: miniature painting doesn't have its own category.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, just just check it up to see how we're coming on that miniature painting category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up. But, um, no, so I, I, I am a stupid little Seinfeld level of, uh, you know, situational comedy of... Yeah, I, okay. I kind of want to know if I still have contacts at Twitch, even though mm-hmm. they were pretty much good for nothing. But, uh, yeah, I I also... A little bit worried of uh, emailing somebody who just got laid off. But the hope is if they did get laid off that their email account no longer works or at least Mm -hmm. they've long since stopped checking it. So, uh,
0: I mean, I feel like overall, right, like worst comes to worst. Maybe he's like, oh, I got an email on that account. I should probably get rid of that.
1: Yeah. Like you wouldn't yeah.
0: necessarily like open it and then respond to you.
1: Or maybe, or maybe best case they need to, they need to vent. And then I finally learn what's been going on behind the scenes. Ooh, yeah. I learn about the, uh, <laughs> the nuclear code situation there. Yeah. yeah. About the... Just
0: be the, the person who breaks the story. It's, it's the darkness behind Twitch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated if anything interesting happens on that front.
0: Mm. Oh yeah because you never know. Um although I mean do you even have any like plans on ever maybe occasionally streaming but not like seriously streaming.
1: Yeah, I I would do it every once in a while if there's there are, you know, uh groups that do charity streams and stuff like that. Mental yeah, Health Charity yeah. Painters, MCHP mm-hmm. is is one of them. Um you know, there's there's a lot of good uh community among the Twitch painters and uh every every once in a while i'd i'd certainly want to be a part of that but sure yeah I, I i don't really plan on going back to the the regular streaming at least not with the the current setup but who knows anyway yeah you never know anyway all yeah. right what other social media platforms do we get
0: i don't, I don't think we got any more <laughs> <laughs> Social media platform. I mean, I I have a TikTok. That's a thing. I didn't write that down in our notes or anything. I just have one. I I posted a couple of videos there. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a while ago actually now. Hey, congratulations, like, man. That's... Oh, thanks. Yeah. On the on the TikTok. I did it for my grandkids, you know? <laughs> that way they'd know how relevant I was <laughs> in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, no, I posted a, like, I was making a bunch of shorts, uh, just kind of for fun, just to kind of see how the editing process was doing it in the aspect ratio and all that. Um, and I posted them on, on YouTube and on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and Instagram actually I posted them all three and, uh, yeah, I mean, they're fun. They're fun little like quick videos, but like, uh, I think, TikTok you can do like 10 minute videos on there now. Ooh. Yeah, it's not really I mean like obviously people are are more into the short form stuff there, but it seems strange that they'd start to morph into that. I wonder I've wondered for a while if they're they're going to try and make a play for kind of like longer form and just have everything kind of how YouTube is like especially with the shorts that YouTube did, it's like they're not different anymore yeah i don't know it's who knows social media it it all sucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right well speaking of social media right before we hopped on this call i was watching old miniac had his year end beginning of the year video where he reads some mean comments then he reads some questions and he talks about his hopes and dreams and goals and aspirations and State of Mind, yeah, yeah. and that was a really great video this year. They're they're always pretty dang good, but I I really That's enjoyed true. this vi- the year's video and uh, just a little recommendation. Go check out Miniacs. Mm. I think he called it like garbage video or something. He did, yeah. This, this garbage, garbage video,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh I got about three minutes in and uh, then came out here to to do this this year podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I will finish that in a little bit. <laughs> Uh but the first 3 minutes were pretty good. They so they were pretty good for sure. Heck yeah. Um yeah, I mean the, the spicy comments is always pretty hilarious. Um you know, I think like we've certainly had our fair share of, of mm-hmm. those types of comments and and uh Scott's always made it kind of this this thing where sharing that with other people has been like, oh yeah, check this one out. You know, it's almost like, like we're competing for how terrible these things, yeah. these people are.
1: I mean, we, <laughs> we do that in private. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I'm a little yeah. bit worried about the incentive structure of in any way rewarding, <laughs> uh, or that's fair. That's <laughs> or spreading fair. these comments. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want anyone theory crafting how to get into uh, right, to a mini 2025 video. video. Like,
0: I mean, it's almost worth trying, and then like on the video, if you get it, you'd be like, "Hey, I wrote that to see if I could get in your video." I don't think that at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like now, now I kind of want to make some uh, some accounts. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Scott spends like eight and a half months stewing about this comment. Like, yes, just, just waiting like, to talk about it, it at the end of the me. year, <laughs> and then uh, just immediately, yeah, within fifteen minutes of the video posted, like, "Oh, I didn't really feel that way, but I made it." i made it in. yeah i did it look <laughs> at me and then
0: yeah never happening again uh if you're gonna do that right which you shouldn't i'm not no that. no advocating for that don't actually do that but if you were to do that if you were that kind of a person i would suggest not doing it more than maybe like i don't know i mean because if you did it during christmas it would be pretty memorable certainly um but it wouldn't it wouldn't have much of a lead up you know what i mean it'd be real quick it's not like eight months of stewing over like a real spicy comment that that could actually be damaging it's it's like oh you 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 got me there yeah huh.
1: yeah yeah, yeah i i think that's a really important rule like if you're yeah like don't do this but if you were to do this it has to be mm-hmm. in the last week of the year like do, yeah exactly do yeah. not give him months of agony give him Give give them a few days to get really angry and write it into the script. That's how you do it. Exactly. Because that's realistically what would happen, right? It's top of mind. Top of mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) only a few days of extreme (laughs) mental and psychological anguish about the the cruelty (laughs) and inanity of your your post. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, And then obviously the follow-up of saying you were kidding would be extremely important otherwise.
1: Yeah. 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 Don't do this, but if you were to do this, and if you did make it into the post, you have to say, I was just kidding. And even if you don't make it into the post, you have to say, I was just kidding. you probably should anyways. You have to. You have to. Yeah.
0: Right. Go back to it and... and, Yeah, and and say like, I deepest
1: apologies. I was trying to get into your year-end garbage video, which I Uh I really uh enjoy every year, and I just wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to (laughs) share that joy with with everyone. Uh, This was a practical (laughs) joke, and uh, I, I realized I said something mean and I didn't even get into the video. So I just, I, I yeah, you got to retract that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, what we're saying is don't do this. Like that's yeah, actually that's, no. Yeah. Cause what would actually
0: happen is you would be blocked immediately. That's, that's what would happen. And then you wouldn't be able to watch Miniac videos ever again, <laughs> or at least uh, you would. Uh, ever you you be able to comment. You wouldn't be able
1: to, uh. I think you'd still be able to leave comments. You just you wouldn't know that nobody was ever reading your comments.
0: Oh man, that's so dark too. What do you think about it? That's so messed up. <laughs> just type into yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's like you've been banned and you don't know and and you'll never know.
1: Yeah, you might you might realize mm-hmm. after a while that you're the only one leaving a little thumbs up on your own comments, but uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, just just when you go back to it multiple times a week over the course of months. And uh, you just realize it's just that one little black thumbs up because you were the one to put the thumbs up there. And uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is it because nobody saw uh, it? Or is it because nobody think... could see it? Yeah.
0: Why exactly? I mean.
1: <laughs> I, hope, I hope you at home are getting some painting done right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Are oh, you getting
1: some <laughs> shopping done? You at the grocery store, picking out some some snacks for when you do some painting later, some funyuns or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hope you're uh, yeah. having a good Three walk with your cat, way. whatever you're yeah, doing. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, whatever it is, should be having a good time. All
1: right. um, We've beat around the bush. You got a topic, don't you, Casey?
0: I mean, I guess I don't. Re- it's not really a topic. Do you still have the nerve a... for it. I mean, I'm fine. I, right. I'm fine with with stomping on someone's precious work that they spent months, maybe even years.
1: It's about to take a about to take a turn over here at Paint Brave for the podcast. It's,
0: it's gonna get dark. Um, no, I just I just have I got problems with the uh, with the Mantic Veerman that I just bought, and and it's kind of unacceptable problems too. What's a Veerman? So uh, Mantic has a bunch of models. That, you know, they, they've got their own, like, war game, tabletop war game, right? And they got little minis you put together and you put them on the plastic bases just like the Warhammers. And, like, for for the most part, like, okay, there's some that, that look pretty cool. I think there's some cool stuff about them. Um, but I got the, like, firefight box. <laughs> right there. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Yeah. Oh God, I like like that sound. Anyways, I got the firefight box. It was on sale over the holiday season, and I mean it was it was fairly inexpensive for for what comes in here. I mean, there's I don't know 50 models in this box. It's a big box, right? So comparing that yeah. to something like a start collecting box for for Warhammer, it's a pretty sweet deal. I think I paid 70 bucks for it, like with free shipping. You know, so like pretty awesome. And I've been looking at these models for a while. I've been wanting space rats for a while, like made a video about it. A lot of people said, Hey, these veermen are what you're looking for. Like they already exist. And yeah, for the most part, I think in the promotional materials for the army, they are really cool. Like there's certainly something like I saw it and they were painted with the, you know, nice yellow to orange transition on all of the armor and all the stuff. And I thought that was great. They look really cool. Um, Unfortunately, I got them and I opened the box and I was instantly disappointed. Um, No instructions whatsoever. Not again, that they're not super difficult to figure out and put together, but it's kind of like it didn't quite feel right. There's not like a little booklet in here. It's like, here are the things that are supposed to be in this box. Here are the order. Here's the order in which you're supposed to put them together. And here are the base sizes for each model, right? Just something simple. Um, So it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I built plenty of models. I know how to build these. Um, But I imagine if you have never built a model, you might be a little overwhelmed. Um, And that kind of just leaves like a bad feeling. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, if this isn't good for new people in the hobby, then I don't really understand the purpose of this.
1: Okay, no instruction book. Continue.
0: Yeah, no instruction book. Um, the second kind of major thing that I noticed was that there the bases that it came with were either on a sprue um, or they were laser cut MDF which felt super weird to me. Like it's not uniform. They they don't Mm. just come with cheap plastic bases or something, even if they were on the sprue.
1: Yeah. Um, Either all MDF or all cheap plastic or yeah, Yeah. it feels weird to have both.
0: It feels weird. And again, like not the end of the world necessarily, but like it's kind of nice to have like a uniform base, right? Like they're all the same. Now, luckily like I have come into a pretty hefty supply of basis recently. Merry so, Christmas. Yeah, like uh, not the hugest issue overall. But again, that's an, another expense. And if you're new and you're looking to have this like nice, clean army, then like that's already gone. You're not going to get that. And I just feel like that's a weird choice, right? Um, the other thing is when I started putting this stuff together, like the plastic that, it, that it's made of is some janky plastic like this it's super soft it's like kind of like how we've talked about like the original like old CO cast where you had Weird. to cut into it to uh to scrape it away um
1: i thought they were using polystyrene
0: i mean it is like hard plastic and it yeah. is hips like they're yeah. they're it's done that way but whatever i don't know maybe it's like they're using um you know recycled stuff or I don't know whatever it is it just it feels super weird Um, and most everything on the sprue has like a just a gnarly mold line Mm. or is warped in Mm. such a way that like makes it not actually fit and it's weird too because like some things like I've got this really pretty cool looking uh, I don't know digger rat tunneler thing it's like a, a big vehicle uh, it's got tracks on it it's got a back end it's got these like nice big teeth the detail's is really nice the plastic feels hard um, and the mold lines weren't actually super terrible some of them were in real terrible spots like in between teeth of like saw blades kind of thing Yeah, which I hate so oh, much yeah, it's, that's like, re- that's real it's like when they're on tubes right like ribbed tubes, yeah, tubes and there's just a mold or line running down like, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were a couple of those but not not too bad overall um and but the the like actual fit on the plastic where they're being glued together it's like well this is a big flat piece and it's like warped so there's a huge gap in there and it's like i don't have instructions to know if i'm even putting it together properly or doing something and it's like i can shave it down and try and i tried a bunch of things and it's like nope it's just gnarly gap there okay cool um and then like the uh, these other ones are like rolling uh they're doom wheels. Yeah. Basically. Uh, some sort of wheels.
1: a mono wheel cycle with rats equals yeah. a doom wheel in the future. So Pretty much. It's a futuristic doom wheel. Doom wheel. You take yeah.
0: the, the fantasy flag away, put some saw blades on it, you know? Like, that's uh, good enough. There's some guns on the side. Like, that's all fine, but it's like this this piece of plastic is basically one mold. It's not like a bunch of parts that you put together and then put in there. It's like the arms are separate, the head is, but everything else is a singular chunk of plastic. And it's like, you can squish it and it feels like rubber almost, like hard rubber, Hmm. Um, which is why it's so weird. And like these saw blades, I don't even know if they're glued in. Yeah, this isn't even glued in because I can't actually fit it in. It's so warped in the back that I had to just jam it in there and make it fit and it'll stick there. But that feels super weird to me. And I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like who these models are for Hmm. because I understand that they're like less expensive and whatever, but then there are just things that don't really like, I don't think I'd, I'd want to try very hard in painting these because like the, the actual amount of work that what I would need to do to make them like not have these gnarly gaps and stuff is, is a lot and like I'd like to have nice clean models
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: but then how much effort do I want to put in and if I'm going to put that amount of effort do I want just a nicer model to start off with I mean I think people talk about like GW being kind of the best miniatures out there in terms of like quality and I think we have gotten used to that mm-hmm. um, but where where's the line man like, cause, okay, the these bigger rats that came in, um, they're like rat ogres with big, spinny like blade arms, right? The torso where uh, meets the legs, it's like he's got a belt on, and then on the legs there's another belt. So there's two belts on this model. Okay. it looks super weird and like you just kind of glue them together but it's warped so there's a massive gap on like one side because it's not flat
1: oh. okay. and it's
0: like I, come on
1: man in best case scenario you uh you didn't know how to put it together right because there was no instruction book and, and worst case yeah it just comes with a big gap okay
0: okay, yeah worst, worst case this is how they are and that's just what it is and yeah. I guess you just live with it um but it's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just, I'm having a hard time deciding how I feel about these models because, like, I like the way that a lot of them look. I like mm-hmm. the way that, again, the, like, the promotional material looks. The stuff on the box looks really good. It's so being sold as something that I don't think it actually is. And that feels super weird to me. Um, and I thought that people might want to know if they were thinking about taking a look at it because I'm not super happy with them
1: yeah so in general you know I, I try to give exposure to the companies that aren't aren't games workshop basically because you know yeah, I, I figure that, that monopolies probably are not good <laughs> competition probably is good getting getting the word out about some of these if you want to call them third-party companies actually, sure, i actually yeah. have not done much with mantic i've assembled mm-hmm. a whole lot of their older skeletons for kings of war and that's about mm-hmm. it. Um and and that kit was fine. I liked that kit, you know. I mean, well I've enough. seen yeah.
0: Kings of War kits and I've seen them more recently and they seem much nicer than this.
1: Really? Okay. So they
0: they seem that way. I don't know how long these have been around. Hmm. So I mean, that certainly could be playing a role in there. But uh if like it, like knowing that this exists right now and I bought it and it was brand new, like it doesn't make me want to go buy Kings of War stuff. Sure. I mean that's not a great look for, for anybody you know yeah. I mean uh, we know that like Parabellum has had issues with their early stuff right mm-hmm. like their newer stuff looks so much better indeed. Um, and I mean that, that could be the same case with this stuff this could be early stuff done by a you know a, a caster in the United States or something and not in Poland or you know wherever <laughs> the good stuff's being done these days uh, I don't know the full story and maybe that's something that we'll end up finding out um talking to people at conventions and whatever um but for now man i don't know
1: yeah so if if you're familiar with a mantic line i'd I'd love to hear more about it because we've definitely met people who are big fans of especially kings of war but uh you know other their products as well and um yeah is 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 just disappointing to hear because you were excited about the we, vermin, we vermin. Yeah, the vermin. The vermin. Yeah, yes.
0: Like like vermin. I right? got it. Speech I got it. Vermin. Yeah, I got it. It's good. Yeah, I like it though. It's yeah.
1: Good. So if you if you know anything about that set, yeah, we'd love to hear about it. And, um, not too bad. We we try to give benefit of the doubt for the the you know third party companies. And Mantic's one of the ones I might call is like. Medium size there, company, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they, they've been around too,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I just, yeah, I just don't understand. And like, I don't know, like, I hope that I just got like the worst box that they produced the last one on the, the mold yeah. before they had to redo the, the, and, the and they ran ones, out of the you know instruction I mean? booklets five boxes <laughs> ago, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something weird like that because it, it was like the box looks really cool, right. And then I start looking into the stuff deeper and thinking like, okay, well, the angle that they took the pictures at hides most of the things I have a problem with, right? Like the gaps. So they
1: knew. Yeah, that's one of those the, things. It feels uh, like they knew, I but then intent. I don't know. Yes. And Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, am I just uh, ascribing that to them because now I feel that way or is that the case? Like, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, like in all honesty like no they're probably not trying to screw anybody over doing anything and i'm sure a lot of people like this stuff for what it is but i thought i was buying something else so i feel disappointed
1: it's, a, it's an mdf stompa all over again isn't it
0: now see that <laughs> at least i could say was on me because i Ooh. did not read yeah. <laughs> enough but like when it says you know when they show sprues and they show the models completed and like they look pretty nice in the pictures clearly the gaps have been filled uh a very good painter has painted them um you know it's like wow okay i could see these like working out pretty good like i could use these um and even then like comments on uh what not even that long ago on on the podcast on youtube people talking about these models because i brought it up going like i really like these i've used them to make Skaven and to do conversions and now I'm wondering like how
1: maybe it's uh, you know a bits resource. so the the digger that you are They're- holding up <laughs> bits the digger that you are holding up looks like yes. a solid piece of terrain.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this could definitely be.
1: I mean, from GW, that's a $70 terrain kit, so you might be okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fair, <laughs> fair enough, right? And there's some cool stuff on here, and there was modularity, which I liked. But again, no instructions to be like, well, here are the actual things you can do with this. It was kind of like, good luck. I hope you figure out the way this slots into this from behind, and then this goes on here. And again, I put models together before, so I understand, yes, how that, that could work. Um, but if you bought this brand new and you've not really put models together, this would be like, uh, I guess I'm just not doing this. This is not the hobby for me. (laughs) Like that sucks.
1: (laughs) I wish the best for you, Casey, but I, I do kind (laughs) of like this series of you, uh, getting things that you're somewhat disappointed with in the mail (laughs) and we could just kind of go through it together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I also I also just spent uh $110 on the the last kill team box with the Striking Scorpions, which I'm pretty sure like the Striking Scorpions are probably like a $50 box on their own. Um but I was like this this kill team has these Striking Scorpions and I have lots of kill team stuff, so let's add to it. Um I'm looking forward to that, but it could be terrible. <laughs> There you like, go. You know, like uh, that other kill team that came out, the prize nexus that everyone hated. that was like really dumb and flat and boring. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, it looks kind of like it might be that thing again, but I don't, again, we'll see. That's kind of my next thing that's coming in the mail.
1: Very good. Yeah. I got my, Man. my tabletop world buildings, very similar to the ones that are behind me here in the setting. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I did not appreciate how large that box coming from uh, Zagreb, <laughs> Croatia was going to be, but it was it was a good it was a, it's and, a, was a good, hefty box. there, it's a big box. Yeah, and I I actually think it might be the the start or at least a part of a video I want I want to do about eh, kind of. Reduce, reuse, recycle in the hobby. So first of yeah, all, okay. shipping a large box uh, across oceans is is not great for the old environment. Um, you know, secondly, our impact compared to anything else we could be doing is probably not that bad and not, nothing to be too concerned about. But the, enough, the reason yeah. I bring it up is because what they use for shipping materials is mm-hmm. crinkled up newspapers from Croatia. Ooh, fun. Which, which actually is a lot of fun. So It is fun, I, I like that, yeah. Yeah, I cut out, I want to say, like, 20 Sudoku puzzles. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Numbers don't know no language, or at least those numbers don't know any language.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, those particular ones. <laughs>
1: um, and there's... there's it, The Sudoku puzzle is actually right next to a couple of comics in the newspapers that and mm-hmm. the uh, cartoon characters in the comics in Croatia have a lot more nudity than uh, <laughs> you really? might find in an American newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in, instead of being wrapped in in bubble wrap or you know any you know packing peanuts or anything like that, it was mm-hmm. I mean it was a serious stack of newspapers, but it was all newspapers and you know um, which were gonna be printed and used anyway and mm-hmm. I'm glad they got to have a, a use as packing materials then I recycled them here in America and uh, it's that's better yeah. than throwing you know bubble wrap in the trash or whatnot and yeah uh, yeah you know I was, I was going through the papers and I, I was kind of wondering if like Maybe I should ask, I should just email the company and ask where they're getting the newspapers. Do they just have like one, a couple of subscriptions just for the company? They don't (laughs) even read them. They just pack them. But I'll tell you that all of the Sudoku puzzles I found, like there were, there were probably a couple hundred pages of newspaper, but all, all of the Sudoku puzzles were unique. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like they're just, ah, go down to the newsstand and get another hundred newspapers, you know? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: right. Of the same exact one.
1: (laughs) Because then I'd start to, and also, uh, you know, I don't, I don't speak any other language than English or read any other language than English, but there was definitely a full, there was like a full two-page spread on the queen of england and i'm like "Ooh, i wonder what day this was <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you but i
0: mean i wonder if you could you could take a picture you probably I probably can find take a day- picture of it and i and recycled just put it up and somebody would tell you, whatever, I you know what i recycled mean? every
1: other page except for the full <laughs> two-page that. spread of the queen of england because i figured some uk hobbyists might be able to uh decode yeah. the date on that page and tell me what might have been going on on that day <laughs> right yeah,
0: very specific things yeah uh,
1: oh, man. yeah. address the queen long live the king I don't know we got some we got a lot of UK people out there on the internet. yeah yeah and, so, and uh, Croatians too <laughs> hmm you can you can you can have fun with anything you, you know even the worst situations in life you know Reading That's true. reading a queen's obituary from Zagreb, Croatia. That can be funny. You know, it can be uh, yeah.
0: It, it it would certainly be interesting in the least.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So uh there's that. Um But yeah, okay. So sorry, we 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 wandered so far away from your disappointing models, but <laughs> there's there's a whole topic there about when a model is worth your time and when it yeah. isn't. And that's that's a really important line. Like I've I've you know I do a lot of three D printing, and mm-hmm. when the model turns out awesome, that's great. Sometimes the model turns out pretty good, but there's some obvious scars from the three D printing supports. Yeah,
0: you get like a weird line or yeah. a bump or a nick out of something. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. mm-hmm. You're like a, that's it's gonna bother me. Like ninety nine yeah. percent of the model is good, but I know that the entire button lower back of that model is just printer scars the whole way. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. 3D printing, especially like that, like the supports just make me not want to do it. I have actually found recently a kind of a way to get around that, or at least with the ones that I've been printing out. Right. Um, I know this is kind of a side, but, uh, I've been letting them soak overnight in isopropyl alcohol and it just soaks it up. And then when you take away the, the supports, it's like they weren't even there. Okay. And the, the nubs are mostly not there after okay. the fact, like the cleanup that I have to do is so much less. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's good for it or bad for it or what that's doing, but it's working I for don't me.
1: Know. I don't know. Yeah. I use the, the hot water method, and that does a pretty good job most of the time. But
0: I do. I do the, like the,
1: the point is more like you do your best to prepare the model as well as you can, or you buy the best model that you can off of eBay, but somebody still hot glued it together and left a giant gap, even with all the hot glue. It's just yeah, like, well... Hot glue made the gap bigger. <laughs> ooh. Well, yeah, that that six pack is like a three pack, and then just a smooth lower abdomen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. (laughs) Is that? And I mean, that's that's the nature of these models. We're we're trying to get cool figures that represent something in real life, and there's a lot of technical limitations there. There's a lot of skill that goes into it, and Mm -hmm. no matter what type of model you have. You can have imperfections from bad casts, mold lines, printer supports, gaps, stupid yeah. rats that don't quite go together right, you know. <laughs> and oh. painting takes a long time. I mean, I, I've tried to calculate it before. Like, if I'm putting a decent amount of effort in on a mini, like, it's it's three or four hours. Like, that's that's the amount of time I tend to yeah. spend on a miniature.
0: Yeah, realistically and, speaking, that's how much time you spend with each model. I mean... It almost doesn't even matter too, like because you like if you if you are starting in the hobby, you're going to spend as much time as you feel is necessary on that, which is maybe going to be more. But then the better you get, it's not like you spend less time. You just paint the model nicer in that amount of time. Sure. So, yeah, there's there's no like saving time here, even speed painting. Like if you're purposely trying to cut time.
1: Yeah, fine. You're
0: still. Yeah, you're still spending time it's a lot of time even
1: even if you're going full out like at best 45 minutes like at absolute best 45 minutes yeah yeah And that's cutting
0: some serious corners yeah.
1: <laughs> and and you're not you're not drastically improving the look of that big old gap in the rat gut oh it's still there yeah. still there
0: yeah that's and that's a lot of the yeah. thing with these right i'm thinking Yeah. If I'm going to speed paint them, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do like an airbrush layer and fill in a couple of things, like what then is the purpose? And do I want to spend my time doing that because they're not the way I would like them?
1: Yeah, for sure. There, there are so many models in the world and you only have so much time and yeah. Yeah and when it comes down to like a like a bad show on netflix is this worth three or four hours of my time yeah. right this... yeah
0: you you watch the first episode and then it's you have like, to make oh, a decision right uh, like i guess in that case at least most seasons yeah. are only like 10 hours long these days so yeah
1: you watch you, uh, spend another uh, you watch witcher hours. season three and then the elves show up on the screen and you're like oh my god these are the worst elves i've ever seen like <laughs> I remember I saw, them from The Witcher season two, and they're just they're just losers with, with those fake ears. Like this is terrible. Like
0: this. Is, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just annoying
1: humans with fake ears. This is this is not good. And and fake then you years. yeah. I bet I bet Netflix has all the data of all of the people who have stopped watching The Witcher on Elf scene, and I bet it's. Ooh. 70% of the people who stopped right. watching The Witcher halfway through is just stopped, like, there's a freeze frame on, like, I bet it's, like, one particular elf, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <They're>
0: like, <laughs> this, this, this guy, he's really <laughs> bothering most people. Yeah. They, I they wonder, have man, stats, like, what like kind this, of analytics? This
1: one guy yeah. just put off uh, 647,000 people, and uh, wow, we, that's something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we tell him <laughs> do we, we fix tell his that ears? guy yeah. <laughs> uh digitally
0: remap his face <laughs> and try something else yeah, yeah.
1: of course that's netflix. interesting actually netflix will like edit a show that's already out nowadays like stranger really? stranger things like edited some scenes in at least season one i don't know if they did it for other no. seasons too but like a really yeah which I, I had no idea. That's a that's a whole other bucket of worms. Yeah,
0: I mean that's true. Not that that's a new thing, but like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched any of those seasons since they came out, so I don't know. If, I don't know. That's that's a whole other thing.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. But the and the point is. Your time's valuable and Yes. And <laughs> and, and, and you know if a like a really nice mini, if the if the sculpt is good and the cast and everything is good and you look at it and it is you can you know if it's solidly worth your time to paint. Yeah. Whether or not you'll ever find that time is is a different thing, but
0: that that is yeah. a different thing because yeah. if you feel like you want to paint it, then at least the investment that you put into it, like buying it and building it means something right because mm-hmm. like regardless of if you paint a model you can still use it in a game right you can use it to represent something in D&D or in Warhammer or whatever game you play that's fine Yeah. Um, I could care less personally about painted models on the table because I think if we're here to play a game we're here to play a game so whatever but um, obviously having a painted army is another level of of accomplishment and like
1: uh interaction with the game itself if you're playing um you know it might be worth it take take a couple of those rats take like mm -hmm. one of each type of rat and do the work to fill in those gaps and see if you can see if you can make like one or two of those models truly worth your time and then and then go for it see see how you like it but yeah i mean it's fair yeah the the idea a, of having a fair shake yeah the idea of having 40 models where none of them are quite up to standard and then just being like well time to get out my paint kit and go for it mm, that's a yeah that ain't happening
0: yeah i mean these these models are they're pretty well detailed too like they've, they've got armor they've got cloth uh, a lot of them have like Gas masks and goggles and, you know, backpacks for flamethrowers and all this cool, cool stuff on it. Like, a couple of these models in particular do look pretty good. And I think that's because they're more like the character models um, that are different than all the other ones. So they were, you know, sculpted independently by who knows who and uh, worked on more than like a regiment of, you know, five of the same rats in a big pack of 40 or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know <laughs> i like i'll i'll definitely prime them i want to like I, I i have the bases right so that's not a huge concern i put most of the stuff together i still have to put together the 40 that are left which that's really what got me it's where i'm stuck because i put these other ones together and now i'm like do i seriously want to sit and put 40 of these together Oof. Because, like, okay, just the tails alone feel and look like if you rolled out some green stuff in your hands and just kind of stretched it and said, yes, this is a tail. And then just slapped it on the ass of a mini. That's what it feels like. They don't look like rat tails. They look like little lumps of green stuff that are just kind of, you know, poking off the end i
1: don't know that's That's a that's a challenge to snap off those tails (laughs) and to roll yourself a better piece of green stuff
0: (laughs) yeah but do i want to do that 40 times nope (laughs) no (laughs) these are now tailless rats No, (laughs) you
1: you have some artisan metal orcs (laughs) to paint
0: right exactly i have some fancy orcs that i'm very excited to paint and and do look good before i've touched them so (laughs) there's that um yeah i don't know i hope i hope it's just me i do i do because i i want i want them to do well like as a company i want mantic to, to do well yes like i i truly do yes so i hope it's just me
1: well i'll take a look at them and you know bring them to adepticon Ooh, i, I got my plane ticket and my my badge for adepticon i'm, I'm going yeah, i'll see you there if really. anyone's there come say hi to us yeah yeah
0: that's that's in a couple months um yeah, I'm I I went on and I scoped out the uh, the airplane situation and uh I just haven't clicked the button, but I'm I'm going to in the next day or two. Um I just got to buy the plane tickets, but I got my flights picked out, so nice. Yeah, that's man, I'm excited for that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I I might bring a couple just to show you. Um but I also I have I want to I want to play some some more cry. Okay. We're playing Warcry with the with, uh, Zambies this year. Nice. That was on the docket. Nice. Right? So, yeah, got to do that. Uh, and then uh, Ian's Battle, got to play some Kill Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he offered last year, and that's that's like his – that's Jay's thing, man, like playing some Kill Team. So I'd, I'd like to do that this year. I said that last year, too. We literally didn't play a single game last year. We even – I mean, did we even do a demo? Like, we talked about doing demos. We never
1: did. I a did a demo for – Free Blades, I think that was last year. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. I did that with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. played against you in Free Blades, and yeah. we sat and watched old uh, Kenny Boucher play a game of 40k. Yeah, that's true. We, we didn't. I mean, we didn't, mean, we didn't, didn't play in that, way, but we did sit no. and watch pretty much a full game of 40k. And uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it, okay. it's a good time. I'm trying to trying to get to a few conventions this year. I want to try to go to a few more local conventions. To me, also. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there there are lots of lots of local conventions out there, and we make a more of an effort <laughs> to actually go to them. Like,
0: yeah, it's <laughs> lucky you can't consider yourself very lucky because uh, local conventions near me are are <laughs> yeah. Gamma <laughs> moved
1: out of Reno, huh? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Why? Yeah, exactly. Gamma's not in Reno after they've been in Reno for like I don't know, was it eight years or some crazy thing, um, which is uh, technically a trade show, um, but still playing games, meeting people and stuff, hanging out. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. It's in like what Louisville now.
1: Never been always wanted to go. Never been.
0: Yeah. It sounds, sounds like it's like saying Louisville. It's, It's a good one. Uh, I don't know if that's, I'm pretty sure that's where it is, but yeah, it's not in Reno anymore, which sucks. But then we have like a small gaming tournament, um, that I did a thing for a couple years ago. Um, and I think that's it, man. And everything else is like f- really far away. <laughs> like LVO is practically the closest thing. And that's nine hours from me, uh, which I won't be attending this year anyways. Cause yeah, that's how it goes. But um, yeah, man, you, you, you got all sorts of little pockets of awesome stuff where you are quick, quick to get to ish.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll report back on, SnowCon. I'll report back on Portcon. Con. Huzzah. Now we'll go to AdeptCon. Too many games. Maybe get to ReaperCon again. You know, we'll see. It's a Reapercon I definitely think would be
0: a worthwhile one. I wanna do that. That's around what, Nova Open is also around the same. I think same it's time?
1: the same weekend as Nova Open, yeah. Okay.
0: So it's kind of a pick pick which yeah, one. Just uh
1: we'll we'll give a a regular not an a regular reminder that Reapercon Reapercon was fun Reapercon is is nah. good for painting imagine any other convention where like the main event is a Warhammer tournament and delete nah. the Warhammer tournament and just add a bunch <laughs> of people painting minis just which minis. is on all un- the tables which is that, <laughs> only painting which is just a, a straight upgrade like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some people might call that a side grade, but I I think I mean, it is depends a on on uh, where you like to hang out. I
0: think sure. Added sure, at a sure, con, sure. like if you if you're the under the bridge kind of person at the tables, then yeah, I think that might appeal. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. i talked myself out of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not not really. I'm kidding.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you
1: next time. Talk to you next time.